1984 was a big year for me. It was the year that I turned 13, the year that I started junior high. It was the year of my first kiss, and the year that my home team, the Detroit Tigers, won the World Series. But most important of all, it was the year of the bear and what came after. The school bus dropped me off in front of my house. It was pretty cold for late October, and snow had started falling. The walkway that led from the road to our front door was a blanket of yellow and orange leaves that were quickly becoming speckled with flecks of white. I promised my dad that I would rake them that afternoon, but the snow was coming down pretty heavy, so I guess it would just have to wait. I stopped to watch the snow falling in the front yard. It made a soft hissing sound as it hit the dry leaves, and within a few minutes they were covered with a thin coating of soft white snow. From the woods across the street, I could hear the sound of rustling leaves and of small branches breaking. Our house was on a rural road, so I was used to seeing and hearing deer foraging for food in the woods. They usually put in an appearance in the late afternoon, so I expected that I'd be seeing a few of them making a meal of the bushes in front of our house within the next hour or so. As I stood there listening to the snow falling, my teenage mind began to wander. I wondered if animals liked the snow, the rain, or the wind. Do animals have feelings, or are they just eating mating machines? I imagined I was a bird flying in the snow, gliding through a sea of white, guided by instinct, the earth far below, no thought of falling. The tire swing on the oak tree swayed slowly in the light breeze, and snow spiraled through it. The rope creaked softly, and the tree's few remaining leaves played upon one another, making dry, papery sounds. I watched my breath turn to mist in the cold air, then watched it quickly die away. Where did it go? Did my breath make the wind shift ever so slightly? Did it cause an infinitely small chain reaction of events that would lead to some great catastrophe or some great discovery? Would my breath on this cold day move the branch that dropped the seed that grew the flower, the flora sold to the man who gave it to the one he loved? Did the giving of the flower make her love him even more? Did they marry? Would their children ever know it was me who was responsible for their birth? The sound of breaking branches brought me out of my reverie. It was time to get out of the snow. By now, a substantial layer had formed on my backpack, and my sneakers were soaked through. I unlocked the front door and went into the house. My sister's bus wasn't due for at least another hour, and my mom's car wasn't in the driveway, so I guessed she was out shopping. I kicked off my sneakers, pulled off my wet socks, dropped my soggy backpack on the floor, then headed to the living room to watch TV. The snow was falling fast outside the living room window, and I could see that it was starting to stick to the road. Just as I was about to turn on the TV, I heard a sound. At first, I thought it was the barking sound that deer sometimes makes, but this was a lot deeper and more sustained. I looked out the window towards the woods. There it was again, a deep and the sound of branches breaking. I could see the trees rustling at the edge of the woods. 
Suddenly, without warning, a huge black bear came crashing through the trees and stumbled onto the road. It was absolutely massive and terrifyingly beautiful. As it lumbered out of the woods, the fat under its black hide rippled with each uncertain step. Blood trailed behind it, leaving a deep, red, jagged gash in the white snow. It shook its shaggy head back and forth, as if trying to shake off something stuck there. As it did, ropes of white foam flew from the corners of its mouth, and it let out another loud... The bear crossed the road. Then I watched in awe as it shuffled slowly up our front walkway, its head down as if sniffing the ground. Halfway up the walk, one gigantic paw stumbled, and I thought the bear was going to fall. But it righted itself and kept lumbering its way towards our house. When I moved closer to the window to get a better look, I swear it saw me. One great eye showed white around the edges as it looked in my direction. It looked at me sadly as if to say, How could such a thing have happened to me? Then it continued stumbling forward up the walk towards our front door. It took a few uncertain steps, stumbled once more, then fell with an enormous thud that I felt as much as saw. The bear's head rested on the front step facing me, and it gave me one last look before closing its sad eyes. The dusty black fur rose and fell. Finally, it let out a huge, long sigh of breath. The great black head rolled to one side, the huge pink tongue lolled out of its half-open mouth, and the bear lay still. I stood wide-eyed, frozen in place. Oh my God, I thought. Oh my God, I can't believe this. A bear just died on our front step. I raced to the kitchen and picked up the phone. Mom was probably out shopping, so there was no way to reach her. My dad was a college professor, and he was impossible to reach during the day. I have to call somebody to tell him about this, I thought. I mean, what do you do when a bear is dead outside of your house? And Amanda will be getting off the bus in about an hour. I know, I'll call Grandma. She always knows what to do. I quickly dialed my grandmother's number. After a few rings, she picked up, but I didn't even give her a chance to say hello. Grandma, it's Jimmy. Grandma, there's a dead bear in front of the house. It's just a few feet from the front door. It's, it's huge. You should see it, Grandma. Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy, you have no idea. Who would ever think, she said. Grandma sounded excited about something or just happy to hear from me, but I was barely listening. Grandma, Mom's not home yet. What should I do? Should I call the police? A bear? Dead? Oh, how can that be, she said. Bears don't die. Well, of course they die, I said. This one sure did. I'm telling you, it's laying right outside the front door. It's so close that I could reach out and touch it. But I won't. I mean, it's dead, so it can't hurt me. But, well, it's dead. I don't want to touch a dead animal. I could hear talking in the background, a man's voice. I heard my grandmother cover the phone with her hand. What, Norm? she said. Yes, a bear. A bear? the man laughed, as if this whole thing was just a joke. 
Grandma, I'm serious. There's a dead bear outside the house. Who should I call? I was getting a little annoyed because she didn't seem to be listening to me. My sister would be home soon, and I was hoping someone would come over and cover it up or take it away or something. Jimmy, I have to go. My brother's here. Be a good boy. Give your mom a kiss for me when she comes home, will you? As she brought the phone away from her, I heard her say, Can you believe such a thing, Norm? A dead bear. A dead bear. (laughs) Bears don't die. Before the line went dead. Well, Grandma was no help, so I ended up calling the police, and five minutes later they came racing down the streets with their sirens on and pulled into our driveway. They told me to stay in the house, and it was cool to see them take their guns out of their holsters and walk up to the bear. It was also kind of funny because it was obviously dead, but I guess they had to be sure. I heard them say that a hunter must have shot it, but thought that they had missed. It had probably been walking around wounded for days. When they walked back to their patrol car, I made sure to open the door and take a bunch of pictures of the bear with my dad's camera. This was the coolest thing that had ever happened to me, and I wanted to show all of my friends. Ten minutes later, a van with the words Animal Control stenciled on the side showed up. They backed the van onto the front lawn right up to where the bear lay. Working together, three guys rolled the bear onto its side, then put a tarp under it. They rolled it back onto the tarp, then wrapped the tarp around it and tied it up. The van had a lift on the back, kind of like they have in a moving van. They rolled the bear onto the lift and hoisted it into the back of the van. Twenty minutes later, the police car, the van, and the bear were all gone. The only thing left to show that anything had happened was the red trail in the snow that led from the woods to our front step, ending in a large puddle of blood. I met my sister at the bus, told her about the bear, then took her into the house through the side door so she wouldn't have to look at the blood. I made her a snack because mom was so late, then the two of us sat and watched TV. At five o'clock, mom's car pulled into the driveway. I raced outside in my bare feet, ignoring the light coating of snow, and met her just as she was opening her car door. Mom, where have you been? You won't believe what happened today. A bear came out of the woods, all bloody and huffing and puffing, and it died in front of our house. I mean, it died right in front of the front door. It was so cool. My mother glanced at the pool of blood, but she didn't seem interested. She just looked sad. She gave me a hug, then looked at me and said, I have some bad news, Jimmy. Grandma died. I stopped by her house this morning and I found her in the living room. She was sitting in her chair with the TV on. I thought she was asleep, but... What do you mean Grandma died? She didn't die, I said. I know you loved her, but I'm afraid it's true, my mother said, hugging me. Grandma's gone, Jimmy. That's not what I mean. I mean, I just talked to her this afternoon. I didn't know what to do about the bear, so I called her. That was just a few hours ago, I said. You must have called Dad's mom by mistake, my mother said. Come inside. Look at your feet. You must be freezing. Mom, it was Grandma I talked to. Your mom. Do you think I don't know her voice? And you know I hardly ever called Dad's mom. I talked to Grandma today. I'm sure I did. Jimmy, I'm telling you, she died this morning. You must have called a wrong number, and the person at the other end confused you with someone else. Mom, it was Grandma. I know her voice. She said she couldn't talk as her brother was there. 
Well, that proves it, my mother said. Grandma's brother died in World War II when he was just 20 years old. I'm telling you, you called the wrong number. Okay, I said, not wanting to keep pushing the point. I guess you're right. Still, none of this made sense to me because I just knew that it was my grandmother that I had talked to. We walked into the house and my mom said, I have to tell your sister about Grandma. She's going to be so upset. As she was about to walk into the living room, I said, The lady on the phone said the funniest thing when I told her about the bear. She laughed and said, Bears don't die. Isn't that crazy? She told her brother Norm and he laughed about it too. My mother stopped and turned to me. What did the lady call her brother? She called him Norm. Then she said, uh, Jimmy, I have to go. My brother's here. Be a good boy. Give your mom a kiss for me when she comes home, will you? And then she hung up, or the line went dead or something. My mother's face turned pale, but she didn't say anything. She just bent down and gave me another hug. I'm sorry about Grandma, Mom. I'm really going to miss her, I said, and I gave her a kiss on the cheek. After the funeral, I was looking through the book that the funeral home gave my mother. It had everyone's signature in it, and on the front page was Grandma's obituary. I glanced at it, but didn't really read it. Just as I was about to close the book, I noticed the words, She is predeceased by her parents, Mary and Lonnie Harris, and her brother, Lieutenant Norman Norm Harris, USMC. Native Americans revere the bear as a mother figure, and to see a bear is symbolic of protection and healing. The bear who came to me that day was surely a harbinger of my grandmother's death, but the full meaning of its visit wouldn't be revealed to me until much later in my life. Years later, when I had a family of my own, I was reading to my son one night. The book was one I hadn't read since I was a child. My son had just fallen asleep when a passage in the book first made me pause, then made me stop, then made me realize the truth about what happened the day my grandmother died. The book was about a bear, and the bear said, If ever there is tomorrow when we're not together, there is something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. That bear was Winnie the Pooh. In a flash, it all made sense to me. My grandmother had sent the bear that day to let me know that no one ever dies. We hold their memories in our hearts, and their spirits are always watching over us. They are always with us throughout our lives, whether they're bears or grandmothers. So grandma was right. Bears don't die.